All of the podcasts here at the Sideshow Network are now at the touch of a button on your iPhone and iPad. With the new Sideshow Network app, tune into all your favorite podcasts here at the Sideshow Network. Go to iTunes App Store, search for Sideshow Network, and download our free app to stream all of your favorite Sideshow Network podcasts at any time you want. The top comedians in the world are at your fingertips with the Sideshow Network app for iPhone and iPad. Welcome to a welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, should I add to that? You if, if you'd like, welcome. That uh, the feminine voice you've just heard is not me or Robert. It oh, is uh, our our first female guest on oh, Innovation Crush. So feeling privileged right now. By the name yeah. of Carla Ballard. Woo! Woo! Uh, In-studio audience (laughs) of three. (laughs) Um, And uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Innovation Crush is a series on innovations in marketing, media, entertainment, um, whatever we find interesting, good ideas, and good people behind them. Love that. Um, So uh, we love it, too. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad to be the first female. Yes, that's that sort of representing here. I know, holding it down, holding it down. Uh, with innovation. You, you were almost the first guest, and I, I actually had a question around that, which I modified okay. now. But because <laughs> I was going to say, how does it feel to be the first guest? But I can't say that anymore. No, you can't. What I can say, yeah, is, or can ask, is how does it feel to be the first female guest? The first on innovation female crush? guest. I'm feeling incredibly inspired. You know, because I don't think a lot of women get to hold that title very often. So I'm yes. glad I'm representing. Because yeah. you're going to have many more after me, but I will always. Maybe not. I will always. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nothing to do with you. Okay, I think you will. I know you will, actually, if I have anything to do with it. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. But I'm a pioneer in this space, so I'm super excited in your space yes i'm a pioneer you are a, you're a pioneer in a lot of people's spaces okay from, from <laughs> Thanks, what we Chris. what we what we've learned so far um speaking of which tell us a little bit about the um the carla ballard brand like who mm. what's your what's your personal brand you love that you said that i at the heart of who i am personally i believe um, the children are the future the children are the future. <laughs> you know, I, I, okay, I believe, you know, at the core of who I am, I define myself as a cultural artist. And what I mean by that is I'd love to look at all the wonderful things that make up our society, make up our world in terms of innovation or, you know, the arts or business, private sector, the government, and look at how we can kind of paint a picture that works for all people. Now, how smart do you have to be to look at all that and come up with answers? You know, I think you, it's not about being smart or not. I think it's more about being um, very perceptive of your surroundings, you know, and taking a moment to stop and think about what we have and what we don't have in this world. We happen to be incredibly blessed. I mean, I grew up in Barbados when I was younger during the summers and had the opportunity because I didn't just, I just wasn't in the United States, which has a you know, whole dearth of wealth <laughs> left and right. I was also, and Barbados is doing quite well, obviously, but still. Never heard of it. 
Oh, no, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> <laughs> the most eastern Caribbean island gained independence in 1964. Oh, but, I mean, being, see, able, see I mean? being able to you have... You are smart. <laughs> History Thank major. You. I'll take that. I'll take that. Especially being the first female on this show. I'm from here. Not from here in L.A., but, you know, the, the Americas. I barely know any history about this place. So the fact that you can break down 1964. Okay. Good and, to know, Chris. Good yeah. to know. So good to know. Okay. <laughs> so good to know. <laughs> so many reasons. Right. No, but I mean, I think being able to have that perspective that my grandfather made sure that my brother Michael and I had gave us that opportunity to say, okay, you know what? There are individuals that um, are not as well-to-do or, you know, have as many resources as we as Americans do. Right. So being able to pause, take a moment and understand the different perspectives, you know, that we all have right. the ability to have access to, mm -hmm. I think really does allow your world to be open. So you don't necessarily have to be, you know, book smart or, or anything like that. But I think you have to stop and pause and say, you know what, let me take a look at the world around me. And but see you, also, what we have. you also have to put that in practice, right? Like it's one thing for your grandfather to tell you say about it, it right? To right. say it. Right. It's another thing to like, to live it. Because, you know, uh, as a, a parent or, you know, a parental figure, you want to instill these things. But at the end of the day, you're going to learn from your experiences and not from the things you hear. Chris, you're dead on. It is all about experiences. And I think the more that you say yes to the experiences that are mm -hmm. put in front of you, or if you are somebody below the age of 18 and you seek out some, you know, along right. with your parental, you know. Yes. The right kinds of experiences. You know, exactly, the right kinds of I experienced some things at 18 that exactly. uh, I'm, I'm still in the legal system today for. All right, all righty. So, TMI. Um, but I think the key thing is for you to be able to be open. You know, right, to right. to some exciting things that can happen in life. I just got an email um, two days ago saying, if you're willing, take out your passport and on Saturday be ready to go to a place unknown. What for three days? The cost what? was three hundred, oh. but considering it has a passport included, that's not and it's international. Mm -hmm. And apparently, it was a portion of the fee. And you come, you leave tomorrow. Wait, yeah, the seventeenth. Come back on Sunday. How much is it to get back? It's all three hundred. <laughs> the I'm whole like, thing. Actually, now, now, if you want to go back, Flight, is twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> it's called ransom. <laughs> just say yes, right? <laughs> you know, no, just true. say yes. no. Right. That's awesome. It, it reminds me of the Jim Carrey movie. Yes, ma'am. Yes, man. Is it yes, ma'am or yes, ma'am? I think it's yes, man. Okay, I hope so because yes, man would just be weird. Um, so how does that like how does that translate to Carla now, right? Like mm. you know, I, I know you, speaking of new experiences, uh, you recently joined Ogilvy. Mm -hmm. I, have, I have a quote here from you. Um, it says, "It says, hold on, <clears throat> me, me, me." Uh, I'm excited to join Ogilvy in breaking through our industry sector silos to provide impactful solutions that challenge norms and paves a road for unrestricted success. Again, mm. way too smart for me. But, um, you know, I assume that a lot of the information that's in those words mm. kind of comes from your experience and what you bring to the table at Ogilvy. Um, so kind of just talk about, you know, that that aspect of it, right? The one thing that I find really exciting about where we are, especially today, as it relates to marketing and um, the entire industry, is that everything's in flux. Right. Stuff's just gotten mad 
disrupt it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people are grabbing to hold on to whatever. Right. It's like, wait, what are we doing? Like, you know, what's happening? Oh my God, we're ready to close. What do you mean bankruptcy? You know, or right. we've got to. And so it's like this mad creative rush uh, to figure out how we begin to work together. Right. You know, and we're reaching across the aisles in some cases. Unfortunately, yeah. that hasn't caught up yet with DC, but yeah. hopefully we'll figure that out, you know, but in the meantime... It's like I was almost regressing in that, we're, in that Yeah, in that well, it's a whole other topic, right? But <laughs> I think the good news is when you look at technology, when you look at um, even educational system, the studios just right around our, you know, right outside right. this building, everyone's trying to find out how to survive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In trying to do that... You're going to figure out um, ways to partner with people you've never partnered with before, industries you've never partnered with before. And so in that mad creative rush, I think there are going to be some diamonds that we discover. And if everyone's willing to go through that journey and go through that exploration, I think we're going to come out being really incredibly innovative here in the U.S., you know, and especially in trying to stay competitive globally. We're going to have to figure out new uh, ways for I don't know. I mean, the movie industry, when you think about those that are not, you know, the butts and seats are going right. down drastically. Yep. So we have to figure out how do we do this differently? I mean, Hulu well, figured that's where, it out. Uh, to me, that's, that's like, I mean, that's where it's really fun, right? It, it's fun because there are no rules anymore or the rules don't work. You know, the, the rules don't work anymore. Right. You know? And so, you know, it takes a different kind of thinking. You know, to, in order to solve those problems, in order to get the butts back in the theater, right? Um, or to get people back in the malls, or to exactly you know, get out of the house. Now that you have all these devices, <laughs> you're connected to the entire world without literally leaving the couch. What was it the kid just died recently after uh, playing Xbox for twelve Atrophy. hours a day? He just something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's like he's yeah. had on some weird vein, you know, yeah. but all day every day. But you know, an Xbox connects you to everything. I'm sure he wasn't. Mm-hmm solely playing Call of Duty. Right. You know, it's like, you mentioned Hulu, like whatever his entertainment comes through that device and, you know. It's all over the board. So that's what I meant by unrestricted success. There, right. To your point, there are no more rules. Right. right. So let's get buck wild. Let's figure out Ooh. how we right. can like, Woo. you know. Robert took off his shirt earlier. I'm going to take off my shirt. Oh. You know, how do we get creative? How do we, and, and I'm so, so excited to be with Ogilvy and Mather because David Ogilvy was the pioneer of the advertising industry. Right. And as a result, you know, we have the ability with um, a wonderful set of clients that we work with globally. We're in 120 uh, countries, 450 offices, represent brands like Amex and Sony and um, Intel. Why does an agency get that big? Why does an agency get that big? Why did like, you know. I think at the core, we are all about, you know, really grand, not just big ideas, but Ideals, right? You know, what are those things that make people passionate right. about being aligned with your brand? You know, we yep. really dig into that. Uh, we have a whole practice called the Big Ideal, you right. know, where we're unfolding this for companies. The Dove Real Beauty campaign came out of that. I love the Dove. You know, campaign. I w- it makes me wish campaign. I was a woman again. <laughs> again, <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> again, no, because but you're right. Like it's it's those kinds of messages that get to the core of a brand's purpose, right? Like right. yes, Dove. At the end of the day, you're taking a shower, right? You're taking <laughs> you know? a shower. You're washing your hair. You're, right. You know, and 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 I connect. Yep. I can connect with that product. It also understands who I am. 
and yeah. it understands the struggles I have with self-esteem. And, you know, it's really the and not only does it understand it, but it's giving me direction on how I can begin to work on that. Yeah. You know, and it's something that not only women can relate to. But obviously, men. Well, you're very have been able beautiful. To oh, thank you, Chris. Um, but no, even along those lines, I, I have an eight year old daughter, and yeah. like you know, I'm very uh, cautious about what images I allow her to see. Like even Disney, like right, uh, you know, and we, she doesn't watch a lot of TV, but when mm-hmm. she does, it's probably you know twenty to thirty minutes at a time. But you know, you watch you watch these things that you think are so called innocent, and it, like, like that's where the seeds start to get planted. That's right. right. Um, and so Dove coming on, on the other side, like one of the most brilliant things I saw was they took these women into like a warehouse. Um, mm-hmm. They let them go. But uh, they took them into a warehouse <laughs> and they they paired them up with a forensic uh, artist. Artists, yes, forensic. Right. And so but he didn't look at them. They, he just asked them to describe themselves. Mm-hmm. And then it's let's say Robert just met you today. Um he would bring Robert in and ask Robert to describe you. Yeah. And they would put the pictures up side by side and let the women come oh, back in and powerful. look. It was so amazing. Right. Yeah. It just, it, you know, it, that campaign, uh, millions and millions and millions of people across the globe have had the privilege now of, you know, um, being touched by it. And that's, that's the ideal that we go after, you know, with the brands that we're partnering with, because ultimately what that did was to shake the core of people's psyche right. when they realize the women didn't see them as beautiful as others yeah. saw them. And and that is at the core of what we struggle with. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think just as women, but also as men. Right. And that was a beautiful thing to see a brand put uh, resources into that type of creative message. And right. I think that's where we get to really have fun nowadays as we get to start to say, you know what, I can't just go and have a commercial you know, just for commercial sake, I get to really now get into people's head. Right. And, it, and it's pretty cool, too, because, uh, you know, I work a lot in digital. So, you know, I'm on a lot of sites, a lot of memes go around. And I actually saw one that's relevant to the Dove campaign, mm. which I thought was pretty funny. And it was just, uh, you know, they typically have those, you know, bodybuilding ads and someone loses like 50 pounds <laughs> right. in two days. <laughs> right. yes. And of course, <laughs> right. they have like six packs already. Exactly. And so uh, it was funny because they actually flipped... Uh, the reversal of it and they actually had someone who was a bodybuilder at one point and he actually chose (laughs) to gain weight and then he cut it back off and then like you know they showed like that side by side picture and it was just like you know conveying that same message where it's like you know, you're beautiful the way you are, but if you want to be healthy, you know, you can choose to do it you your can, way. It's, exactly. it's a lifestyle and a, exactly. and a mindset, right? Exactly. It's, you know, I think that's where, and that's really, I feel like campaigns like that drive those kind of things home. And that, that translates into other brands. Like when you start mentioning the things that are in a portfolio, American Express, you know, mm-hmm. or BP or whatever it is, right. it's kind of like getting to the core of human behavior and like what makes people tick is a real science to it. And the core of humanity. Right. I think yeah. that's part of what we, in a very connected world and constantly having messages sent to us, one thing that we're not, that we haven't separated from is that human side right. of all of us. And it still is something we care about. It's still something that means, you know, a whole lot to all of us. Right. So the messages have to speak to that humanity. Well, that's what, I mean, you know, uh, Projects I've worked on, I used to, one of the things I would always do is try to find the me too moment, right? For any brand, it's like, what's that? We're three completely different people in this room right now. 
And there's going to be probably a dozen or more things that like we all have in common, whether it's a, you know, something on the surface, like maybe it's a band or it is a real human interest kind of thing. Right. Um, And it, I think smart organizations like Ogilvy um, do, you know, do a good job at that. Um, Thank you. Very you're much. welcome. So, what <laughs> what exactly are you responsible for at Ogilvy? And yes, at yeah. Ogilvy. It was the most empty LinkedIn I'd, I'd ever seen on LinkedIn. <laughs> it was like name. I'm never and on LinkedIn. Half a title. It's like I okay. Like, you know what I, I do. To, and no, I need, I need to. I need to be more LinkedIn on LinkedIn. I need to. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so you just reminded me of a to do list. Thank <laughs> yeah, you so no much, worries. Kristen. Okay, so. At Ogilvy and Mather, I'm a senior vice president, senior partner of an initiative called the Impact Studio. And um, I'll tell you about that in a second. Okay. So we'll put a pin in that. Ooh. I also um, am working with uh, Sony Pictures Television, doing some very exciting things uh, with them around branding. Oh, and, awesome. Fine. Um, I, through, through, oh, through the agency? Or? Oh, of course. Okay, okay. Everything's through I, the agency. I don't want to put you on blast agency. here. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> no, my whole life is through the agency, and it's fun. I, you know, and I'll, but the other piece too is um, we have just launched the, as people know it, people know it as Obamacare, but we've just launched here in the state of California um, an initiative called Covered California, <laughs> which is our uh, version of the implementation of ACA, which is the Affordable Care Act. Oh wow. Um, well, can you look at this thing on my foot? It's, oh, um, absolutely. Go ahead and put it, fact, I, put it uh, on there now. Don't be frightened. Okay. I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> I am now scared. I'm not even, like, scared. I'm scared. Okay. Um, and so for the state of California, October through October, one, uh, October 1st through January, we're going to begin the official enrollment process of covering millions and millions and millions. That's really, really of awesome. California uh, with health insurance, which is it's awesome. Very exciting, right? So I'm helping uh, the state and working with um, Peter Lee, our executive director yeah. of Cover California, on uh, the outreach side. So I run um, internally at Ogilvy and Mather the community outreach network efforts for our client. And they have a huge, wonderful team yeah. that's running um, the community outreach network uh, led by Sarasota Taylor. So it's been really exciting. You so know, how, how, a question on that as well. How do you like, you know, there's a lot of opposition to initiatives like that. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you navigate that? Like, how do you outshine, you know, how do you make the good outshine the, the you know, the hurdles that you, you can. There's always, first of all, in life going to be every, you know, everything that you do. There's always going to be that counter uh, thought process. Right. And one of the things that Ogilvy and Mather, we're really there to support our client in this process. So we are. um Helping them in many ways by just ensuring that the information is out there, right. you know, for the community to, to decide and make their choices. Uh, so far, we've gotten extraordinary feedback um, by millions of Americans. In fact, uh, you know, a lot of people have said Republicans aren't for it and some Democrats mm-hmm. also um, aren't for it. But what we're finding in general it's that at the end of the day, when you start thinking about your grandma or you're thinking about others that, you know, your friend, your yeah. young invincible population, right? right? That 
want insurance that don't have access to it because they can't afford it now when they start to discover they can it's just a whole nother conversation so i think the opposers are you know i mean they're there but they're right they're kind of outweighed right now by those that are really uh desperately wanting health insurance robert is actually scientifically invincible oh is he yeah he, when did that happen did you see the necklace you guys were talking about the necklaces earlier yeah yes. explain explain your necklace again my necklace yes. is a cigarette butt that's put out. And then we were talking about your necklace that yeah. you were going to tell me My about. My falling whistle. There it oh. is. Yeah. All aboard. All aboard. <laughs> well, actually, they um, uh, to go back to what the Impact Studio is, because we hosted them, we hosted 50 individuals from around the globe Saturday. Uh, at Ogilvy and Mathers wow. in our impact just this studio Saturday? just this Saturday um, to talk about the issues that are happening in Congo. So if you go to fallingwhistles.org, you can learn all about their incredible nonprofit. Fallingwhistles.org. It's amazing. And it's uh, founded by Sean Carrasso and my friend Joey Rubin. And it's just it's <clears throat> one of those organizations where you can see uh, the sacrifice um, that people are making, young people are making, right. and older people are making to really address those issues in Africa, you know, and specifically in the Congo. So it's exciting. But the Impact Studio. What's the, wait, what's the significance yes. of the falling whistle? We want to explain that. These are children that only had access to a whistle to alert the villagers of the, you know, the, unfortunately, the the army that right. was coming you know coming after to actually collect the children and recruit them right into the army and obviously not recruit them by their choice right so um that's and and there were four falling whistles so there were four young men that Sean ran into and met and heard this story and that's so pretty awesome it's a pretty powerful story yeah. and there's lots of information on the site too um, so when you get a chance, please, I urge your audience to go check them out Definitely. for sure. They will do it. Awesome. Um, so you're getting into the impact studio. Yeah. So we, so, you know, in my career and the, in the things that I've done, and I don't know if we're going to get too much into that, but I'll tell you the reason why, um, I wanted to pull together an initiative like this, especially at an agency like Ogilvy and Mather and, and so grateful that, uh, right. they had, um, they had the um, wherewithal to say, hey, you know what? We're going to support Carla in this initiative. Yeah. But the focus is to really extract trends that are happening in pop culture, entertainment, cross-cultural strategies, technology, and begin to highlight those trends for our brands, as well as the market leaders here in the creative economy in Los Angeles. So it really is a wonderful opportunity for us as a community right. to, and we're the ninth largest global economy, guys. So we, we're not even just a, you know, a, it's just not just a small community. No, it's gigantic. It's a, it's Every a year gi- there's, a, there's a creative gigantic. economy report, right? Exactly. Yes, then you talk about the impact the of the creative community on the world. Like it's, the world. It's, it's, <laughs> It's really ridiculous. Massive, right? So why not have like what we call in many ways the grandfather of the the you know advertising industry have um, a opportunity for us to take a leadership role in creating curating a conversation around these trends. And so we just had um, our kickoff event. We're doing a brain dump series. We have two more that we do, but we just had one on brand devotion. Well, so that was that was Friday. Yeah, it was uh, Friday. Sorry I couldn't make it. My limo driver I, got lost. I heard. Um, you know. Quite it disappointed. It happens. It happens, especially when they're blind. 
Um, yeah, and especially when we also had Uber as a partner, Ooh. and you could have oh, taken Uber. Hey, shout out to Uber. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Uber. And uh, <laughs> not a shout out to my limo. Yeah, thank uh, you. Who doesn't exist? Only in my mind. <laughs> so uh, his name is uh, Lorenzo, actually, just so you guys know. He's fancy. Yes, he has dreadlocks. Getting um, fancy on me. <laughs> No, so the, uh, no, the event sounded really amazing, and I, I really, really wanted to go. I had a sitter issue, which is the truth. No, um, I understand that. But uh, but yeah, like tell us a little bit about like that series, what the kickoff was like. Um, sounded like it was really, really so. Exciting. We are all tackling this idea of how brands are helping to shape culture and community. You know, um, we identify ourselves. Like if I said right now, beyond your name, you're also you can relate to certain brands, right? And we're finding that brands are almost defining you. I am a, you know, X. I, right. I am a BMW driver. I am a, you know, whatever it might be. And so we really wanted to explore this as a trend and then begin to um, highlight some CEOs, excuse me, that are doing an amazing job. Um, we had the CEO of Zappos, Tony Shea, come yep. out. We also had Troy Carter, who's the CEO of Adam Factory, Um he is an, an investor now in 40 companies. A brilliant so guy. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant, brilliant. I mean, Happens Tony to be well, Lady Gaga's manager, yeah. John Legend. I mean, there are just so many things. And he's just launched a new brand called Popwater, yep. which is phenomenal. So, I mean, all of these things um, are really an opportunity for us as a creative economy and the market leaders that were invited, you know, from the studio executives to, you know, you name it, um, we had our clients, which we were super excited to host, from BP to Sony to um, uh, Planned Parenthood, right. you know, and, and it was an opportunity for us to understand uh, from Tony and Troy how they have impacted culture through the incredible marketing execution they've both done. That's like a goosebump conversation. Like I'm getting goosebumps even just from, just from that room, mm. right? Like, <laughs> like that room is like, oh, man. Stupid limo driver. Um, no, but we have another one coming up. So how, no, okay. but so what was that conversation like? How long did they did they talk? And yeah, what, yeah. what were some of the you know just the the elevator versions of like really key points that you felt came out of? I think that you know from we first had Troy do an interview. Well, first of all, we started with um, Colin Drummond, who's our head of strategy and planning for the West Coast. Talk about brand devotion, right? So we really talked about the fact that... Not related to Philip Drummond. Not related to Philip Drummond. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, you'll, you'll learn about it later, Robert. It's uh, different strokes. It, different strokes oh, yeah. for different Outside folks. of your age, your age bracket. Yeah. Uh, noted. Writing. Okay. It's a good show, though. You should definitely it's check really out good. the reruns. Is it on Most of the cast members are dead. Oh. And Conrad Bain was a twin, the guy who played... Uh, oh. He oh, was he twin. was? I didn't know yes. that. Like uh, an Mr. Olsen? Oh, my gosh. Similar to an Olsen. Oh, okay. So, okay. So... You're drumming. So our drumming, Colin, actually <laughs> unfolded the idea of looking at how brands are tapping into people's passions, you know, and really right. wanting to make that connection. Uh, it was about a 20, 30 minute. I will make sure you get a copy of the presentation. It would be great. Thank you. Um, but at the end of the day, being able to kind of say, all right, well, how do you get people to say, I am, you know, I'm a Zappos shopper. I am a Lady Gaga fan. I'm a little monster. I'm, you know, right. how do you get people to get to that point? Right. Or I will only stay in X hotel in a Marriott, you know, whatever it might be. And 
when we looked at we did a little study uh, with our team and we found out the majority of the people do have at least top three areas that you know they identify with a brand and it's in retail um, in some cases food and around the car that you drive right you know and definitely an airline that you fly that Mm -hmm. you prefer yeah so you know there was a lot of sort of looking at that information and understanding how it related to brand devotion and then we went into troy carter uh, doing an interview with uh, my colleague uh, in Jared uh, Grunner, who then started to ask him questions, not just about Lady Gaga, but also his investments yeah. in the 40 companies and how he's taking a lot of his learnings in the music industry. And because in the music yeah. industry, you can get real passionate about who you exactly. like and who you don't like, right? <laughs> and, and how do you change and transition that learning into helping to grow brands, right. especially if you're an investor? You know, so and Popwater, his new brand. So right. it was exciting to kind of hear their wisdom and you could hear a pin drop. You know, it was really cool to see that people were hungry for that type of information. Well, it's so true. Cause, I mean, it goes back to how we started the conversation, which is there are no real like answers. Right. It's it, it, the answers vary as there are questions. And so, you know, one brand, BP versus Sony, like there, it's not that formula and window and you know of television print and but it's a really it's a really good mix of how do we cut through the clutter in an authentic way and you know really grab people's attention and and grab them in a way that's purposeful and meaningful to them and how do you get in their head right how do you get to know their you know their whole archetype and and what's that archetype you're really going after what's that demographic what's the psychographs of the person you are wanting to you know draw into your brand and that's key because then then when i say that psychograph or it's really understanding all right this is what i like i like to drink this i like to eat this i like to drive this right and then i also like to go to the movies so can you connect me in all of those dots can somehow you can connect you know so there you know it was fun to hear the experts talk a lot about that no, I think it's great, and you know, and the other the other piece of that is that once you have, you know, a core fan base, and you don't need many, you don't need you know, a small sample, uh, they'll tell you, like they'll tell you, they'll give you they'll the exact answer. Clearly, let you know, okay, <laughs> yeah. even when you don't ask, and you can find that on Twitter, okay. <laughs> but I mean, but you can also, you know, I, I worked for an organization and we had a proprietary research tool, right? And it was all incentive based. And the more you participated with us, the the more of a reward we would give you, and things that were relevant to you, and that mm-hmm. and the whole ecosystem of brand, you know, uh, message and audience, like, and how do you com- keep that cycle going as often as possible? And and learn the more you learn. And there's always something to learn because there's always new things popping up, whether they're digital media tools like Robert was talking about earlier or, you know, just all these different things that that people kind of grab hold on, you know, and it changes. It changes. One one thing that I love, um, Tony Shea is also the author of Delivering Happiness. And one of the things that he talks about is this idea of collisions. So with Zappos, he is now, you know, moving from – a suburb of Las Vegas to buying up, I think just recently, 15 blocks right. in downtown Vegas. He invested $350 million into downtown Vegas. And all of this is now, uh, his focus has been on creating collisions with his employees. So he's bought the city council building. 
and he's making people. <laughs> he's own Las like, Vegas, right? Like, right? That's just another. That's a good. That's a good dinner party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> building. No, right? but, well, still, like, 15 blocks in Las Vegas. It's nah, huge. It's, pretty it's huge. It's huge. It's huge. And what's so neat about it is that he's literally in, um, created intention around the structure so that it allows for his uh, team members and his employees to interact with those that live in and that are Las Vegas mm-hmm. residents. Right. And so the purpose is collision. So you're constantly learning right. from people you might not have known before or yes. you might not have had the ability to know. Right. And that's brilliant, brilliant, mm-hmm. brilliant. Because, I mean, you, when you t- want to talk about staying on top of trends and staying on top of yep. what's relevant to those that you're serving or, you know, those that you uh, happen to be, you know, What's that? It's that passage of information. And, and there's, yeah. there's always, you know, if I, if I do make BMWs, there's going to be a bunch of tangential things that me as a consumer I like, and there's going to be common threads, uh, you know, and you see the, the circles start to cross each other in, in varying areas, and then you, then you can cre- you can come up with a whole creative thread to work through, you know, like those collisions, right? Exactly. It's, it's one of the things I really like about you know just the impact of social media is, is that it, you discover things all the time, all the time, you know, just uh, whether. You know, I, if Robert likes ballet, right? And I, that, which no. I do. Hey, <laughs> okay, Robert, I like that. You're very culturated. I don't know if he likes ballet. Or not. Do you like ballet? It's worldly. Oh, it's worldly. Yeah. Um, no but no, it's, but it, but to find He's that out, looking more and more attractive. <laughs> oh, there you go. I might have to step out. Sorry, uh, okay, you may. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it's, it, but you know, to find out somebody that I admire has an interest in X, Y, Z thing, mm-hmm. you know, th- that's going to pique my interest even right. more, that much more. And I go like, oh, you like horseback? I had, I had no idea you liked horseback riding. And then you exactly. go, and then you find the horseback riders association page. You know, just there's all all these points of discovery, and you know, it it. It's just it, it, I like that idea of collisions, it's, you know. So. And it was neat. I mean, we had and we had over 150 people um, come out, which was super exciting. And we are looking up, looking at now uh, launching the the next series because it's a series of three, um, or we have three events in the series. And the next one, uh, dot dot dot, stay tuned. Mm. But I'm it's going to be around October, um, and then we are going to wrap up the year with something that has to do with pop pop culture the next one i can tell you will have to do with technology so it's uh timely and you know i think at the end of the day with the impact studio a lot of what we're doing is again highlighting those trends through these activations um here in los angeles and then also going to be launching a cultural artist in residence program and that program I'm super excited about because these are individuals that are helping to shape culture. In fact, the tagline is We Paint Culture. It's almost like the CARE program, Cultural Artist in Residence. Oh. K- See, I mean, not K. Look at me. Okay. Like, I, I hit, I hit a gym like, and, then, uh, and then threw up a dud like right after that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what – what do, define cultural artist, right? You know. Yeah, I, I had mentioned this earlier. Right. I think one Just, of the key things: these are individuals who are absolutely, um, you know, taking up a mantle and saying whether or not I'm a scientist, a politician, a singer, an actor. Right. You know, whatever I am, I really want to make a difference in helping to shape culture. Right. And I have my own brand, and so you know, these are individuals that are known. 
Um, and we at Ogilvy and Mather really want to also share with them our expertise around branding and strategy and communication right. um, and be able to allow their voices to be heard even even more um, you know, impactfully. And the other thing is to allow our brands really to have that opportunity to uh, yeah. you know, tap into a lot of what they've learned. And I find that Ogilvy does a lot of you know, really just innovative thinking and pairings of mm-hmm. uh, you know I've, I've had conversations with the Ogilvy Innovation Lab in the UK and it's the same thing it's like on the technology side not only are we working with new technologies and creators of those technologies but like let's put them in a real world scenario exactly. you know, with a client and and see you know it's because there's a lot of really good thinking we were talking about this in another conversation earlier which you know ideas come a dime a dozen Right. But it's like, what are the practicality? Uh, you know, the, what can this idea really do when put in a, in a real scenario? So I like that idea. And that's important because <clears throat> these are market driven strategies. Right. These are things that people really, you know, from a reality standpoint, if I'm a cultural artist and I'm out there and I'm making a difference in fashion or I'm making a difference in entertainment, mm-hmm. you know, how is that going to really translate? And, you know, in the real world, you know, for other right. uh, consumer applications. And so part of it is to be able to to create that, you know, exchange. Now, how do you guys get the information to the like, who's the information for? Right. You're discovering these trends. Yeah. You're bringing in the market leaders here in Los Angeles, our clients, most importantly. Right. right? And um, I think a lot of that I'm excited because L.A. is actually now has a whole workforce uh, or a group, a workforce group, identifying what we can do to really spur on the creative economy here and keep it strong. You know, California is, you know, we're in a a real doozy. (laughs) Let's just put it like that when it comes to our budget, right? We're in a doozy, We're in a doozy. We're in a little doozy. But LA is the ninth largest global economy. So what do we keep that, you know, how do we keep that humming and how do we also have uh, an impact for the entire state, and then of course, you know, us regionally. So part of it is to be intentional about how we leverage the creative economy right. in Ogilvy and Mather. We are one of the neighbors here. We're a person in the community. We want to play a key role in tapping into our assets right. and see how we can assist in the space. Do you have any thoughts on speaking of just like growth of industry yeah. in, in LA? Do you have any thoughts on Silicon Beach? Oh, I'm so excited about Silicon Beach. I'm <laughs> so excited. I'm still an appointee to the FCC. So I go back and forth to Washington, D.C., and um, I'm, I sit on a committee that is looking at the um, 21st century, you know, diversity and media issues, right, right, and challenges. And so part of what we, um, what gets me excited is to see that we have this burgeoning community right there in Santa Monica and Venice uh, and Culver City as well, and looking at ways that we can tap into these entrepreneurs and innovators who are beginning to kind of, you know, create some sales tax in this area and some opportunity for growth. It almost sounds like you, I mean, with the FCC relationship, it almost seems like you have a bird's eye view, you know, um, what, and there are a lot of, tech and innovation communities popping up mm-hmm. all over the country, right? Not just LA and not just Silicon Austin. Valley. But, you know, and I here mean, we talk, got, like here we yeah. always pat ourselves on the back. What, where else have you seen like some, just a really cool pocket of good thinking and, and good execution? I think Chicago's doing an extraordinary job, you know, in this space. In Detroit now, you've got a lot of Thank CEOs. Thank you, my hometown. 
There we go. Let's give it up for Michigan Core. Yes, exactly. Too, that's doing a good job and bring some of the innovators into Detroit to be very intentional about you know having a tech community there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you and we we talked about Austin. You know, right. uh, Raleigh. Oh wow, the Triangle is doing a phenomenal yeah. job. Um, it has for some years. I mean, they caught on to the they caught on to knowing that. You know, right. there needed to be a tech community there, and IBM has done an extraordinary yeah. job in creating that space. So there, there are areas, um, yeah. but one of the things I think we have to be mindful of, especially since we're doing a podcast, <laughs> you know, there's this whole opportunity around broadband, right, um, and spectrum, and understanding yeah, the right. ability to tap into these new areas that haven't been tapped into before. And that's where I think that uh, I don't see we've got Yahoo, we have Google and YouTube. Right. YouTube just did their new studio, Studio yes. 17. But I think that there is even more opportunity for us to tap into this kind of uh, space so. around broadband. I think I mean, it, there's I, what kind of what I was getting at just for the audience was, you know, there are a ton of resources and a ton of really smart people doing really smart things all over the place, right? And where you used to have to go to Madison Avenue to get good advertising thinking, or you used to have right. to be in LA to make a decent movie, you know, and now you don't need to do that. And I think there's still some of that old thinking around. That's a disruption, though. Right. It, it, well, a disruption. It's scaring people you know? have to <laughs> have the bejesus. Well, yeah, and you're, right. you need to rethink. It, it, and I do have another quick question, too. When you are the size of an, because a lot, a lot of the conversation around larger organizations, whether it's a studio, whether it is an advertising or public relations firm or whatever, is they're too big to pivot, right? Too big to to, to handle the rate of change. Um, how does an organization like yours? handle that i think the you know for me at least personally um knowing that i was brought on and was given the ability to be very entrepreneurial in a large agency i think that's definitely a testament to um you know leaderships and leader the leadership at ogilvy and mather and i think specifically the ceo of north america john seifert saying no we have to in order for us to be competitive we have to be Intrapreneurial, you know, we have right. to, we have to own every aspect, not just of our budget and our dollars. So that means I'm responsible for making sure, you know, cost, right. um, you know, cost uh, decisions are made strategically, yep. right? Um, but also being able to be creative, you know, we're our whole piece is driving business and driving revenue. So there's no and ifs or buts that we have to stay nimble. You know, we have yeah. to stay nimble and we, we have to be able to do what we need to get done. Um, our cost structure, cost structure is competitive. You know, I believe it's definitely competitive when we start looking at the value that we deliver, yeah. you know, and the network that we have in the agency. You know, we, we're excited because I won't do the official announcement now, but stay tuned. Um, we, we'll bring you we back. Have, we have, thank you. <laughs> Already. <laughs> and, then I'll, and I'll have my colleague back, yes. too. But we have an offering um, that's going to come out that will definitely allow people to see how nimble, you know, we yeah. are and how competitive we are with even some of your boutique, you know, agencies. agencies. Well, Jack, do be nimble. Um, I love that. Well, <laughs> I think we should start a whole lyric here. Yes. Was, yeah, let's do a uh, freestyle a session. quick one. Oh, okay, come in, beatbox. Um, <laughs> so uh, who would win in a fight, Ogilvy or Mather? Definitely Ogilvy. 
It's like, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> No, for, I mean, we're one whole happy family. Oh, okay. You know? Good answer. Good answer. Oh, thank you. You only been there since March. <laughs> okay. uh, October, October, October. Oh, okay. The press release went ah, out. Ah, all right. Yeah. I guess you don't want to do a press release on day lab. one. I was in the lab. I was in the lab. I was in the lab. You're like incubating, training. Getting stronger. Exactly. Oh um, and then I, I would like you to finish this phrase if you could. Um. It's easy. Don't worry. Okay. I'm not sweating. Oh, you are. You've been cool this whole time. You've been cool. really Good. awesome. Um, innovation to me is? Pancakes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sounds delicious. It Go is- on. <laughs> Robert responded immediately. I'm like, I'm not buying this pancake business. I mean, you can take something that's so simple, but you have the ability to add, you know, all sorts of, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we literally are taking ideas and just, you know, maneuvering them and shaping them and, and, you know, creating whole new products as a result. So we're building on things that are already in existence. That is fantastic. Thank you. I mean, it was like, I really, did, I, you know, I, I'm pretty good at seeing where things are going. Like, yeah, I, I, I did not see that coming. That was awesome. Well, there's banana pancakes. I know. I totally like, like once like, you actually said you can, it's simple and you put, because I think about when I envision a pancake, I go, okay. And then you're right. Like, there's it banana. Is. There's straw- toppings. Exactly. So there's, there's all sorts of things you can add, you know? Exactly. Crepes. Yes. Crepes. You know, Delicious. you can take something and. Move, remove an ingredient and yes. you know make it much more so uh, innovation is yeah. not hot dogs where everything goes in at the you at know the I mean we can go with the whole food analogy <laughs> we can continue down that line but you know all jokes aside innovation is and it's what you make it right. really at the end of the day and for me I love looking at what is out there and I forget the founder of the Imagineer, the word Imagineering. Right. But it was brilliant that what Disney, you know, began to think totally. about around that because it literally at its core is just reimagining. It's reimagining what's already out there. Mm-hmm. So I you know, I applaud you guys for having a show like this because in many cases we don't talk about inno- innovation right. at its core and the substance of it and how people can be inspired. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be a scientist. You don't have to be somebody that wins the Nobel Peace Prize, but you can be, you know, an ordinary person right. that can be just as innovative. Yeah. And so to your audience, I, I hope that we all get, you know, really psyched about the content that you have to offer so that we can keep being reminded of that. What a great right. champion. Thank you. Um, Robert, do you have any questions? I do. And, oh. uh, it's kind of my go-to question, but uh, I do think that a, a person's favorite quote kind of tells a lot about you know their self. Mm. Uh, so what would your favorite quote be? You know, that's a really good question. Um, and I don't know why I was so inspired because it's so simple, but Lao Tzu, you know, um, a journey of a thousand mile journey of a thousand miles begins with one step and in life for me I've always thought about you know the struggles I might have gone through the places I might have been that I wanted to transition from Mm -hmm. and that quote always sustained me because it made me look at instead of eating the elephant I can just nibble on the toe 
you know, and I can take that one step at a time. You like my food analogies? I might have an issue. Well, yeah. Eating an elephant and nibbling on an elephant's toe. I get it. Pancakes. No. But you know what I mean? Like being able to put, it, you know, your problems or your challenges or whatever you have in front of you or even something that you want to accomplish, mm-hmm. putting them um, in a format where you can start taking those tiny steps right. and step then eventually step. getting yeah. ultimately to where you were on the land. That's a great quote. Thank yes. You. And thank you for it. And thank you for the conversation. Yeah. This yeah. has been really, really awesome. Aww, you know, thank you guys. definitely represented for the women. And, uh, you know, and you've raised the bar raising for the everyone else. too. I'm like, who else are we going to talk to now? Uh, but this has been another innovation crush. Thank you all for listening. And we'll, uh, Talk to you next time. Thanks. Bye. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Slicing I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.